San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear the show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iwaymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, best-selling author, a philanthropist, a lecturer, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families Richard Musio, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Joe. I first of all have to start the show by wishing my mother, Dolores, a very, very happy birthday. Wow. How about so that? Happy ha- birthday, Mom. We ha- love you. Happy birthday, Dolores. I'm not allowed to disclose age. We won't we won't <laughs> ask the age. I've absolutely not. But it was a nice meeting her at she's the, our biggest fan. Yes, it was nice meeting her at the Battle of the Sexes screening that yep. uh, that we had at uh, that you hosted. Mm-hmm. At uh, the lot in La Jolla, and uh, I think that was October sometime, wasn't October, it? October, yeah. Emma Stone, <laughs> Steve Carell, Village and King. Hey, how about that email we got from past guest James Guthrie? Oh, that with was Irving neat. J. Gill. Uh, he's walking along in Paris the, on the Seine River. The Seine River in Paris, and he shoots us the billboard of the Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, the movie's opened in Europe, and this just happened. Uh, he just sent that a few days ago. So Good stuff. Thank you, James, for sending I also that. got, you know, by the way, I also got to talk about the movie when I was doing my little gig on the Tennis Channel. Yes. Between the semifinal matches for the Hawaii Tennis Open with um, Harry Sigma. Right. Over Thanksgiving holidays, that was right? Fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to, good thing we're talking about sports because we're going to have a complete show about sports, local sports, and, and beyond uh, with a really cool and, guest. And I may ask our producer to play the San Diego Supercharger song. I mean, oh, <laughs> God. Please, please, Richard, not torch, don't, don't torture us like that. But uh, anyway, this gentleman is a celebrated sports journalist. He's been a staff writer for the San Diego Union Tribune and the North County Times from 1992 to 2013. He's covered the Chargers mostly as uh, his regular beat. Three-time recipient of awards from the Pro Football Writers Association of America. Very cool. Uh, He writes about the Chargers and the Padres uh, as an Associated Press and MLB.com correspondent. Lives in Cardiff by the sea. His name is Jay Paris. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, before we get started, happy birthday, Dolores. There we go. <laughs> Can't wait to get over there for the big party. I know big we're going to have a bash. party at my mom's house out in El Cajon. <laughs> and, of course, right at the outset, let's plug the book because you have a book that just was released called Game of My Life, uh, The Memorable Stories of Chargers Football, the San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Talk about timing, huh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But he also just released a book about the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, so he's did got he? both Los Angeles teams covered. Oh, you got a cover there. Although, right. although only one team actually plays in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. is the Carson Chargers. The Carson Chargers. Uh-huh. Right. Double the Car- C. Yeah. Yes, the Carson Chargers, which are, they, they might be staying for a long time. <laughs> 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 have, they, have they reached a deal with, uh, with the new stadium? Because I have not seen any formal Yeah, they, they, they will be a tenant. And they, they will, will be a tenant for Mr. Kroenke's place over at the Rams. They'll be the only NFL team that is a tenant that doesn't have its own deal. So that'll be interesting to see how that all turns out. And uh, I will say they did have a sellout crowd on Sunday 
a whopping 25,000 people yeah. made their way through I'm the I'm telling gates. everybody, you know, the, the, uh, the San Diego State Aztecs are outdrawing the Chargers. How pathetic is that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or I well, guess great if you're an Aztec fan. Yeah, and we, we know they're not going to move San Diego State anyway. I, no. As as they keep playing. Not, no, no way. But, Jay, briefly, a little bit about your history. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? How did you find your way to San Diego? How did you get into sports writing? All that good stuff. Yeah, I haven't, born, I haven't got very far. I tell you, I grew up in Orange County and, okay. uh, and following the Chargers, following the Rams. My dad was a social worker and uh, – Actually, both my my parents are from the South. My mom's from Mississippi. My dad's from South Central L.A. So oh. <laughs> they're both from the South. But uh, wow. an old uh, uh, social worker and uh, got a love of sports and always wanted to be a baseball player, be a professional athlete. And then I got in the batter's box one day and start, I saw a curveball. <laughs> and that curveball <laughs> told me, son, you better hit the books and you better start typing because if you're going to get paid to watch sports, you better be in the press box. Yeah. So I settled in the press box and uh, worked for the Orange well, County Well, let's back Register. up a little, though. You went to sure. high school in Orange County? Yeah, Orange High, Panther Pride, yeah. Oh, okay. and, uh, and then and Cal State Fullerton, Long Beach State. and uh, Go Titans. That's right. Worked for a lot of little papers back when they had little papers, you know, mm-hmm. the Harbor Daily Were you there Star when progress. that little basketball team went to, like, the third round of the NCAA the Titans, tournament? Yeah. yeah. Was, you were there? I was around there then. Okay, and, uh, cool. So I worked for the Orange County Register and uh, in 92, came down here uh, with Boss Ross. Bobby Ross's first mm-hmm. year was also my first year with the okay. Oceanside Blade Citizen Tribune. How's sure. that? The only yeah. coach to bring the Chargers to a Super Bowl, yes, right? Yes, they did. And uh, from there, it was the North County Times when they emerged. And then uh, the San Diego Union Tribune uh, bought us out and mm-hmm. uh, killed what it was a great paper up yeah, there in no North kidding. County Times, which is, is still a, I, a tragedy. I, I I gave up my subscription because it started blowing away. If it was windy, it was so windy. <laughs> That's right. You could used to, you know, knock yeah. down chihuahuas with that thing, exactly. you know, in the morning. What's going on with the OC Register? Do they get sold or are they still running? Yeah, they're, uh, they exchange hands about every six months, it looks like <laughs> now. So, uh, but they sold their property right there in Santa Ana, their big building off the five and everything. So uh, the landscape has changed a little bit. But the newspapers, you know, once this internet fade uh, goes by, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> It's fad to me. Yeah, fad, <laughs> fad to the fade. <laughs> the fad's going to fade away. <laughs> uh, well, now, you've written two books. You've right. written Game of My Life about the Chargers and then the, the Rams. Which one did you do first? I did the Charger one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one came out first when, in, uh, when it looked like they still were going to hang around. But, you, yeah. know, you know, the premise is, is getting a hold of 20, 21 legends of the team. And and usually when, you, when you're a sports writer or you're writing a story, you already have the topic picked out. You know where you want to go. Right. Instead, let these big, strong men pick their own game of their life and mm-hmm. let them pick the one that, that years later still, uh, still sticks out to them. And it, what I found compelling that, you know, you'd always think it was their best game or their, their big football win or whatever. Some guys picked losses. Some guys picked, you know, who was in the stands. Some guys uh, picked what they were coming back from. So it's straight from their words and uh, – it, uh, it came out pretty good, and, and I've been encouraged by the response. Yeah, so Dick Emberg did the forward, who's right. the past guest of this show, great guy. And um, But a lot of these guests I've, I've talked to or interviewed, Paul Lowe, Ron Mix. Uh, Mix Hank has ba- been on the show. Hank Bauer, I've known since 1980, <laughs> probably, or 77. Uh, both, yeah, both he and Hank were on the show when yep. we had that screening. Show. That's we, right. we did the uh, African Americans in pro football screening down at Hazard Center. Oh wow! By Fourth the, and long. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa Moore. Right. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, Jay was at that uh, when we. This was another event uh, when when uh, good old Jim Steig, another past right. guest of the show, mm-hmm. uh, was with the Chargers. Um, the owners of the Ultra Star Theaters uh, got a hold of me and said, um, "Gee, we would like to show the Super Bowl." Um, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday in one of our theaters. Right. And uh, 
they always had trouble with the NFL. So I said, oh. well, let me get a hold of Jim Stieg. Uh, you know, he was he ran the Good Super guy Bowl. To know. Yeah, he ran the Super Bowl for like 28 years with Pete Rosell. Pete Rosell hired him back in the day. Right. And um, so he said, you know what? I don't know if I can help you with that, but I probably can help you with the something else. And I go, what's that? He goes, well, I can't. Well, get a hold of me. And so this was like in January. So it was the 50th anniversary of the Chargers mm-hmm. here. It was 2009. And um, a few weeks later, he said, well, guess what? They've done a, the, the NFL Films has picked two teams in the AFL uh, to, uh, to do a film on complete history. So they did, I, I don't know if it was Buffalo or one of the other teams, but um, the Chargers was another one. Because apparently one of the ball boys uh, used to work uh, for the Chargers, went to work for Steve Sable with NFL oh, Films. Oh, that's right. And his name was uh, David or Doug, uh, Pluff or something like that. I forget his last mm-hmm. name. But anyway... He worked on the thing, and we just, this thing became like a Hollywood premiere. Right. And what was really cool, Richard, is they took, they had seven theaters there, seven mm-hmm. screens, and they and uh, we ultimately said that we're going to show it twice, at seven and nine or okay. something like that. So 14 screenings, one movie, one event. They had like 3,500 people there. Wow. Benny, The late Benny Holman was there with his great wow. band. Right. Uh, Jay Paris was there. Then they had a VIP reception in what was... Um, uh, I forget the the restaurant. Champions down. or uh, it was um, uh, trophies. Yeah, it was trophies. Yeah. But after it was after it was trophies. I right. forget the place. It was American something. But but uh, Bill Walton came to this thing. I mean, it was really cool. And uh, well, anyway, that you, was that you reached out to the right guy with Jim Steeg. I just got a real quick Steeg story. If you oh, really? Go for it. Go and for it's, it. Uh, uh, Ties in the Chargers, their only Super Bowl in 1994. Jim Steig would always get the uh, national anthem singer. That was part of his okay. role with the Super Bowl. You know, he made Super Bowl what it is, an American holiday. Mm-hmm. He worked on the singer. I mean, iconic name. Worked on the singer. Worked on the singer. Finally got the call back. Yes, she would sign off on it and do it when the Chargers were going to play the 49ers in uh, South Beach in Miami. He goes in to tell Paul Tagliabu, <laughs> you won't believe this person I got. All of a sudden, Paul says, stop. Do not tell me you won't believe who I got. To do it. <laughs> and Jim's going, he never gets involved in this yeah. stuff. Never, you know. But, you know, he's the boss. He goes, well, who do you got, Paul? He goes, Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, my God. <laughs> and who'd you have? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy Lee Gifford does it, and uh, her husband, Frank Gifford's doing the TV. Right. And, right. and Jim's going, this isn't going to work. He'll gush about her. Right. Goes, no, no, no. Frank's cool. He says he's not going to do it. So, okay, great. So come, so he has to make that call to Barbara Streisand to say you've yeah. been bumped. Yeah, you're in second Lee place, Gifford. Barbara. Yeah, and she never returned another call. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. That was that. yeah. So she comes on, and of course, here's my lovely wife, yeah. Kathy Lee oh, Gifford. God. And then and Jim said it was so bad they had to turn up the fireworks at the yeah. end of her song. <laughs> and of course, uh, her rendition went much like the Chargers in the first quarter yeah, when they uh, ran into the wall. So that's my Jim. Anyway, we got to take a break. Come back with Jay Paris, our wonderful sports writer in San Diego, right after this. Hang on. Richard, you, you, you had to put Justin up to that. Thank you, Justin. Oh, we got the disco ball going. He's oh, in his John God. Travolta suit exactly. over there, uh, dancing away. I lose your where's suit my, on, <laughs> It's all white. Where's, where's my Pepto-Bismol? Anyway, <laughs> we're so, back with Jay Paris here, sports so, so writer. Jay, Jay question. You I mean, sure. give, given your inside contacts in football, were you surprised at the Chargers move, or did you sort of see it coming? I think I, you could see it coming, but what, what shocks me is the $15 billion industry the NFL wasn't able to bridge whatever gap. Look mm-hmm. at this city, an international city. Yeah. One on the border, one that has Super Bowl weather, 
one that has six decades. The owners proven lo- customers. I think the owners left, loved so. having the Super Bowl here. And and let's just make. I, I want it was five zero fifty billion dollar industry. I just want to make sure that people don't think it's fifteen. You know when you said that, but um, mm, okay, it's, it's a five, it's, <laughs> it's a, a big number. It's yeah, a five, yeah. Well, I mean, if you yeah. total up the value of all the teams, it's definitely. Oh right, right. I'm, yeah. I was more what they generate, and they're trying to grow the pie and all that. Oh, okay. I think it was a shame. I think it was a shame what they did. The Charger fans look. The Charger fans turned a. What an eighty million dollar investment, and I'm getting into your territory here into a yeah. two billion dollar asset. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and the the thanks for that was uh, you know. Late well, I honestly, th- uh, I think the mayor could have done more. I know at the eleventh hour, I think it was Scott Sherman and maybe one other council member uh, said, "Hey, let's just reduce the rent to a dollar a year and keep them here and f- try to figure this out." And, right. and I don't think the mayor was all that motivated. And maybe there was some bad blood or disrespect. Well, you got to remember the Chargers jumped in bed with the Raiders before all this too. You know, people yeah. do forget about that. They were set on going to Carson with the Raiders, which wasn't going to happen. And uh, you know, to give those guys a billion dollars to plan your downtown, I don't know if they're urban planners. I didn't. That, that was flawed from the get go. Yeah, but well, I think you guys might think different, but I think it was a sham. Well, my understanding is the the mayor wanted to force him down because he knew it would fail, and then they'd be gone, and then he'd have his soccer deal. Uh, but uh, right. hopefully, that I don't think that. Well, we'll see what happens. There are going to be two proposition, <laughs> two measures on the ballot next November, and we'll see which way. What if they both pass or both fail? I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. well. When you're soccer city, you might. There's no no limit how many soccer teams you have. Right? <laughs> yeah, we our own league, Joe. Our own league. These guys got a lot of dope. Now there's there is a north. County team forming, right? Right, Not, I saw yeah, NASL. Yeah. So, um, nasal, know, yeah, the nasal. Well, yeah. <laughs> well it's obvious, obviously, the, it's the sports caught on, and obviously, Mexico, it's it's very big. And, right, I still can't watch it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went to. It was I, a high scoring two to one affair. Yeah. There's an old joke there. You ever hear that one? Why so many kids play soccer? Why is that? They don't have to watch it. But I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to tell exactly. that. Exactly. I will not tell that. I yeah, promise my soccer friends. Right. Yeah. Well, even even the the indoor side, the the soccer's are doing pretty well. But I, right. I saw the camera pan, and the, you know the seats didn't look that full uh, like they used to. I, I, you know when they were here with Julie V Julie and Gene Wilrich, they they won they won. About eight championships? Ahead? Something about it. I know they won five for sure. In and, a row. And uh, it might have been more than that. I know they got it on CBS one Sunday, uh, the <laughs> soccer, and they blew them out 14 to two. And and, and uh, I guess it didn't, they didn't, didn't take you know, Yeah. You so got to get the media contracts, yeah, right? right? I mean, if you're going to have any hope. But, but Jay, uh, Jay, would it be accurate to say that the Chargers' reception in Los Angeles has been cold? Yeah, it has been, and uh, I think you you knew that coming. They weren't welcome. They're the only team that's ever moved to a city where there wasn't a parade and confetti and mm-hmm. people doing cartwheels, and it's kind of a, a forced marriage, if you will. Now, yeah. you know, definitely this is a long play, and uh, those are some deep pockets, and yeah. I think the real proof of the pudding is going to be when they move into that <clears throat> palace in Inglewood, which is going to be one heck of a stadium. You know, that doesn't lessen the sting here and it's uh, I think it's a crime they weren't able to get something but done. But Jay, look at how uh, football. I mean, it's pretty unaffordable for the average uh, consumer. Absolutely, today, less right? than one percent of the fans go to the games. Yeah, that's why you know to to put that much public money into a <laughs> right a, a, a private business and then, when uh, you got tents on the street. And you're seeing games now on the week on Sundays where you know the stands aren't that full for a lot of these games, right? I yeah, mean, it's a studio. I mean, the money's in, in the the TV and then the communications, and it's. If nobody showed up, uh, they could still make a ton of money. But I think it, they are dropping a little. But, again, if you're a couple of percentage points from a billion-dollar industry, they're mm-hmm. still uh, cashing some big checks. Yeah. Now, I met you. Uh, I happened to bump into you at uh, they they just honored Peter Seidler, Padres right. owner. For Great choice. San Diego Nice Guy of the Year. That was a few weeks ago at the Marriott downtown. And I turn around, there's you and Rod Laver, the That's legendary right. Rod Laver. And, uh, of course, my big contribution to that night was uh, – 
bringing the San Diego chicken. The Ted Giannoulis was kind enough to show up and, uh, and uh, as as a complimentary, didn't even charge a nickel wow. to take photographs with uh, you know the everyone dressed up in their their finest that night. And you said uh, Rod was happy to see the chicken, and you had a, some kind of a story. Right, yeah, Rocket, it gets a big smile. I go, where's this coming? He goes, is, you think that's the real chicken? Okay. I go, well, it's a nice guy dinner. Sure, they, you're not going to get an invitation out here. That was Ted. That was the real chicken. He went over and goes, Ted, is that you? And, and he, Rocket, <laughs> is that you? So I'm standing there watching a rocket and a chicken talk to each other. That was a little weird. <laughs> but you got to remember, you know, uh, Rod Laver, two-time Grand Slam winner, yeah. the only man to do it, and it, it accolades can go on and on probably people don't know his biggest accomplishment was that he was the rookie of the year with the San Diego Friars in 1977. Oh, I didn't know At that. age 38, right. Okay. Rookie so, of the year, age 38. Rookie wow. of the year. World Team Tennis. World Team were Tennis. They, were they playing in the sports arena Sports arena. Sports, sports arena. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have to put a drape over half the, you right. know, yeah, the, right. the venue to make it look like there were some people well, there. There right. weren't many people there. Rocket says the big highlight of the night was always when the chicken showed up. <laughs> okay. So about halfway through, the chicken would start sticking his head from around that banner. And he, Rocket's going, the place would go crazy. So uh, one night they're playing in the New York team, and he's playing Vitas Carolitis. Oh, yeah. Rocket says, I'm beating him pretty good here, mate. You know, And Vitas isn't having a good time with A, Rocket, or the chicken shows up. <laughs> Okay. So the chicken goes into a spiel with a white glove. Yeah, with the hexing, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm putting the hex on Vetus Carolitis. Oh, Jesus. And he's, you know, scratching his chin with his middle finger most of the time. <laughs> you know, he, you know, it's six. Rocket's killing him, 4-5-0 oh, on the way to 6-0. And uh, he, he tells the guy to buzz off. So the chicken starts walking up the concourse at the mm-hmm. sports arena. He gets about halfway up there. And uh, Rocket's telling the story. And Vetus fires a tennis ball okay. and hits him right in the back. Oh, really? <laughs> Instead of moving shot, on, Peter's made all night. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. he finally hit one service winner. And the chicken, being the chicken, plays it up to the hill. He, oh, like you he would have thought down. a sniper would have knocked oh, it down. Falls down and rolls down. Yeah, Rocket said every stair. Yeah, every stair. He rolled down, and the crowd got louder and louder and louder. <laughs> And he didn't stop rolling until he got to Vetus's feet. Oh you know? God, that is classic. Finally, Vetus just said, you got me. You, know, you got me. So, uh. well, for, for the record, in, yep. the San, in the San Diego Aviators, first match ever down at the sports arena, then up in your neck of the woods, right, Costa, Costa. they oh. kicked the chicken out. <laughs> they kicked the chicken out. Because really? Was, yeah, because the, the other team was complaining about him. Uh, oh, who was it? It was Roddick was complaining, right? No, oh. I don't know who was. Somebody was. So they might have been so, Roddick. I know yeah. Roddick I had repeat, a problem. I can't repeat Ted's exact words. But well, he just said blank t- tennis in this Yeah, time, blank right? tennis. <laughs> Only time he's ever been kicked out of a tennis match. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he used, to get, he used to get kicked out plenty from concerts. He's got plenty of stories. <laughs> but, I mean, in a world team tennis match, yeah, come on. Right. It's supposed to be noisy. It's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Put the hex on for a guy. That's good. Beat a scary light. How funny is that? He had the famous line, nobody beats. Garrett beat us yeah. 21 times yeah, in a row or something well, against <laughs> Ivan Lindell, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy, unreal, unreal. That's good. But uh, I want to. I think a film should. You know, we should do a book or a, a film about the chicken too. I've been bugging him to do that. He's just, he doesn't want to reveal his face though. Oh, you know? is that right? You know? Yeah. Um, so we could think about doing anyway. Yeah. Well, Teddy's not there, that good. There's a, oh, sorry. Teddy. There's, <laughs> there's a there's a book there though. But anyway, uh, we're gonna get into your book. Let's see. Sure. Um, well, Hank Bauer, well, what do you recollect? Uh, he was, oh, Hank, it, it was one of the most, uh, really, uh, you know, kind of the one that got you going for the Hanky a little bit His, uh, you know, he, let's face it, Hank Bauer was nobody. And he got on the team after the Cowboys beat him. He was at Cal Lutheran yeah. uh, up in thousand Oaks. And because the Cowboys trained there, he got a look you know, a week later. He said he was back living in his brother's garage. You know, he didn't make it and yeah. taught a little bit, got on with the chargers. 
Uh, he makes the team. He's the fifty. You know, he's the fifty third guy on a fifty two man roster. Right. I mean, he's a nobody. He 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 gets on and and uh, he, I think he makes the team because he he of course made a big tackle on special teams and he got hit so hard he went to the wrong sideline. Okay. So, but that was his story. His story is he's going to get to play against Seattle Seahawks his first game. His father's in the hospital. He doesn't know how bad his dad is. Yeah. He calls up there, says, "Dad, you know his his parents didn't tell him how bad he was in ICU." Tells dad, "Watch watch this game. That I've seen the plays, seen the game plan. They're going to throw me some balls. Mm-hmm. They're playing in Seattle, and not all the games were televised back then. That one happened to be on TV. His dad watches it. Fouts feeds him a, a, a pass. He scores a touchdown. Comes home from Seattle. Goes by the hospital to share it with pops. Nine fifteen. You know the, the hours are until nine. Uh, you know, he's asleep. They wouldn't let him in. No big deal. Comes, goes home. He drives his uh, VW that had nine different uh, paint colors and no floorboard. And he gets that back to Claremont Mesa. And at t- 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock that morning, he wakes up and he is violently ill. Really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And he goes back the next day to the, the training room. And he goes, did everybody else get sick? It had to be something that we had on that meal, on the, the meal home. Mm-hmm. Charter flight home. Said, no, you're the only guy who was sick. Calls over to the hospital. His father had passed away, yeah. and it passed away that same time. He leaves the team, and again, he's a nobody. He leaves on Tuesday. You know, if a guy like that's not there, you figure he got cut. Right. Instead, uh, he's up in Sacramento with his house, and he gets a knock on the door, and Fouts and the other guys had, had got together. Hank's family wasn't wealthy. $5,000 mm. for Hank Bauer. Wow. And uh, he went, and they got the game ball the next day. And, wow. and So, wow. you know, here's a game where – was pulling on every emotional tug you had, and yeah. Hank's such a fun-lugging guy. But yeah. that was his game of his life. Wow, that unreal! His dad. And of course, he went on to score a lot of touchdowns a few years in a row. But anyway, we got to take our little break. We're going to come back with Jay Paris, right. renowned sports writer. Right after this, stay right there. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. This is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Without them, we couldn't do this show. Well, we could, Joe. Just we'd be paying a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, Michael Carranza with UBS at the top of the list. Also, we love CPAs so much. we got two groups of them. Jason Kruger's company, Signature Analytics, a great CFO service firm. Also, more traditional CPAs up in San Marcos. That would be Polito Epic CPAs with Don Epic and Paul Polito. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin with cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. And all this money our sponsors make, you can stash it at Mechanics Bank, great regional bank here in San Diego. San Diego region is headed up by Sean Puckett. They specialize in working with wealthy families and families that are in the real estate business. Also, Hub International, employee benefits, very hot topic, along with income tax reform. If you don't know where you stand in open renewal season, check out Hub International with Neil Staley. Also, Tony Lombardi, the LG Experience and the LG Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to their very best clients. Speaking of great wealth advisors, how about Paul Hines? Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. Also heads up SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Also, Michelle St. Clair, Elite Lifestyle Management, helping those of us who have no time get things done from the simple, like travel arrangements, to the complex like getting into the hottest ticket in Hollywood to see the premiere of the Battle of the Sexes. That was a lot of fun, right, Joe? Absolutely. So Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management, and, of course, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. And for all of our loyal listeners who actually skipped dinner to listen to the show, 
hey, that's good. You burn more calories that way. But also, right. if you hungry after the show, we can help you there, too. Right. That, There's Joe? the Very Good Food Foundation, headed by Michelle ciccarelli Lyric, putting on great foodie events throughout the year and some great broadcasting events as well. And also the Stats Coffee Houses, uh, Normal Heights, University Heights, and the new one on University Avenue, all open 24-7, 365, with great coffee, great food, and great people watching. And I know a lot of these sponsors have been working with you, Richard, for many, many years, right? Yeah, going on decades. We no longer quantify it in years. But, but, uh, <laughs> with great success, of course. And if you go over to iwaymoney.com, there's a sponsor tab at the top of the page, a drop-down menu. You can learn about any or all of them. All their contact information is there, and they can help you with uh, a variety of things. And uh, now time to get back with our guest sports writer, renowned sports writer, all-around good guy, Jay Paris. Uh, welcome back, Jay. All right. So, Jay, um, qu- Jay question. Sure. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big West Coast sports fan, and so right. I know a little bit of the history about the Rams because growing up in the Bay Area then moving down here, a lot of people don't know that both the Rams as well as the San Francisco 49ers didn't start out in the NFL. They started out in this other weird league in the late 40s called the AAFC and then were merged in the NFL, I think, in 1950. But the Rams have quite a storied history, right? in particular with Hall of Fame receivers and quarterbacks, names like Norm Van Brocklin, Bob Waterfield. But I think most people don't know how they and the 49ers actually originated. And um, they, they it's, did a, it's start a fascinating history. The old, I think, AAFL or AAFL? AAFC, I think, yeah, All-American Football Conference, I think it was called. And what that was the uh, precursor cursor to the NFL. I think yeah. L.A. had a team in the Dons, too, the L.A. Dons. Yeah, the L.A. Dons. They must be there. And, yeah. uh it, it was pretty groundbreaking when the, the team moved out here in 1946 to, to L.A. They just won the 45 title mm-hmm. when Sammy Baugh's pass hit the crossbar. Right. And they held on 17-16. Yep. Wow. And uh, they come out here and, and they uh, they uh, hired an African-American player, mm-hmm. the great Kenny Washington Kenny from Washington, CLA, UCLA, yep. which was a big deal. But, it, you know, the Rams are the only team still to win a title in three different cities, Cleveland 45 uh, Los Angeles 51, and of course, uh, St. Louis in 1999. So mm-hmm. there's a lot there. And I, I think what's neat about the Rams was that connection to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it meant something to be a Ram. And you turn on Gilligan's Island, and there's Roman Gaber. Right. Or you turn on Merlin Olson, and there's another one. And, right. and the great Fred Dreyer, who's in the book, he was the finalist to Ted Danson for Cheers. He mm-hmm. was going to be the lead bartender. By the way, a San Diego State alum, Fred Dreyer. Absolutely. Yep. And real quickly, we're talking San Diego State. We talk a little bit. Fred Dreyer brought up a game. The great Fred Dreyer, he had two safeties in one game. Mm-hmm. He's got all these great games. His favorite game was when the Ram team doctor missed Gabriel's elbow when shooting him up before a Bears game. Okay. <laughs> and they had to put in Pete Bethard, Bobby Bethard's brother, who played yeah. at SC. And so of all these great games, he just said it was a riot seeing Tommy Brothrow smoking a cigarette in the locker room and, yeah. and chewing out the team doctor for missing Gabriel's. <laughs> but, oh, okay. but, but the Fred Dreyer San Diego State story is that uh, they were going to play Southern Miss. Okay. Southern Miss had lost his first two games, and, of course, Coriel was throwing it all over the place. And <laughs> you, know, you didn't know these teams like the, you, you could scout them in the old mm-hmm. days. South Miss coach comes up. They do a luncheon before the game, him and Coriel, and he starts apologizing for so, how bad they're going to beat San Diego State. Okay. He goes, look, we're 0-2 guys. They're on me down south there in Hattiesburg. I'm, we're going to have to run it up a little bit, but I sure appreciate <laughs> you guys having me out there. You could see the steam coming out of Coriel's ears, you know. Wait till we get all this hayseed, you know. <laughs> so they see the film, and Dry goes, we're going to kill these guys. There's no way that they've ever seen any yeah. of this stuff. So they get up all the money in the frat house, and they give it to this guy, Richard. They go, Richard, go to Vegas. They're 40-point okay. underdogs. Okay. 40-point dogs. Bet it on the money line. We're going to make a ton of money. It's going to be a party. Oh, yeah, yeah. They get all the money. South Miss shows up. 
like Dreyer said, kick their tail. You know, they end up <laughs> winning by 40. It was like an 80-point difference. Right. And he's in the huddle, and he says, everybody's going crazy at the Murph. And he's looking up the stands, and the fans are having fun, and he's just thinking of all the money they're going to make. He's looking in the stands. Who does he see? Richard. Richard <laughs> got drunk the night before, didn't go to base, and put the bet down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that was Fred oh. San Diego State story. Real quickly on Fred Dreyer, yeah. when somebody, uh, uh, he, he, that great staff, and he, he just said with Tom Coriel, you know, still the best coach he ever played. Well, Coriel should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a joke I, that he's yeah, not. Yeah, in the Jerry Hall of Jones Fame. is, and, and Don Coriel yeah, I is. I mean, he was Please. like literally the art. You know, the can the I tell you, founder when, of the um, West Coast offense in, in, right. in 09, when he was already pretty feeble and on in years, right. and that was the fifty. Uh, uh, Bill Walton was nice enough to invite me to some of the Chargers VIP events. So at about the uh, uh, Hall of uh, House of Blues, they had a private room. And of course, the team. This is this is when Span, Dean Spanos was handing out game balls to everybody on the team and bringing them up. Well, in during this party, uh, in comes uh, in a walker with right. his grandson Don Coriel, wow. and the whole room you could hear a pin drop, right. and the players just mob this guy and surround. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking right. about it. It was so emotional. I mean, there's a genuine love for this guy. Uh, you know, uh, he you know who who wouldn't love playing for Don Coriel? He was so into. I mean, when you watched him, he's so intense on the sideline. Right. Remember that? Yeah. He lo- and he loved his players, and his players loved him. And he was all football. I mean, that's yeah. all he ever thought about. He lived up on the hill there one time uh, yeah. from his house. He had to take the trash down from his house down at the end of the driveway. Yeah. Out Hell, in he, Pine or somewhere. Yeah. Or he pulled out of <laughs> the driveway, sh- drove all the way down to <laughs> the Murph with that trash. Oh, in the <laughs> he was thinking about it. God damn it, we're going to beat them this week, yeah. aren't we? You sons know, with yeah. that little sons of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have heard a halftime talk by him, though. Tell you, oh, my God, you have to be serving towels. Those guys have been bite, biting on their towels. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to get out there. Fluffering fucking hash. <laughs> what a classic. He's, a, he's in the Mount Rushmore of San Diego sports. Actually, I was sitting with him December 8, 1980, when he used to do, uh, it was Monday Night Football, the night John Lennon got killed. And oh, wow. he was over Channel 10 out in the lobby and i used to I, you know do some work there at night right. and um uh the, he was sitting right there uh wow. i can remember that so because he used to do those uh, post-game things on sunday i remember that sure and of course hank was a big presence here at kfmb for yeah. many years for a long you know, he had a great broadcasting career and it was unfortunate joe, you got joe you got a great hank bauer story about a 5k and a bust oh tell jesus it? come on tell it <laughs> tell it all right kellen winslow and hank and uh it's up the utc 10k back in i guess the early 80s sometime and I get, Hank said he's going to run this thing. So we start running this thing, and I'm with Hank. And I, we get about a mile. I, I don't see Hank anymore. I go, and I run another mile. I, I don't know where the heck, what happened to him. So I see a bus go by. He and <laughs> Kellen had hijacked a city bus. The driver's sitting on the passenger side. Kellen's dri- driving, and Hank's is yelling out the window. He's screaming, you know, see you at the finish line. You know, unbelievable. You could never get away with that today. That stuff. But no. the, I think the players were a lot more uh, uh, in the public back then. I don't think the money was as big. And, right, um, right. And, uh, they were much more accessible, you'd too. You'd see him at Rockies. You know, I got Louis Kelcher, another quick one. He was yeah. on a big party at, in Mission Beach, and he was bringing him up on the balcony, the, the porch. I guess the wood had rotten away, and he just, the whole damn thing collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the people, when he, once he came up, that was it. It was a game over. Anyway, more. Well, I think that's what made the, made them leaving such a, yeah. such a yeah. hard deal. Anyway, we got more great stories. Coming back with Jay Pear, sports writer, right after this. Hang on. All right. 
right, we are back with Jay Paris, renowned sports writer, author. He has two books out, Game of My Life, one about the Chargers, one about the Rams. And, um, and one chapter in his book about the Chargers is about Rolf Benershka, who I just recently heard speak. Very eloquent guy, very sharp, talking about uh, the frozen zoo. And you know, I guess his dad's kind of ailing. His dad was a, uh, a veterinarian at the San Diego Zoo and right. did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, which reminds me of a story. Oh, please. Uh, his dad was the big cheese over there at San Diego Zoo. And uh, Rolf had a, um, a deal going with every field goal he would kick. Money would go to an endangered animal. So kick for critters. The old mm-hmm. kick for critters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one day, Rolf, you know, he very seldom missed, although we remember his big his big kick he made in that overtime win over mm-hmm. Miami. Miami. He sure. had missed previously in right. that overtime, which a lot of people don't remember. Right. Said everybody ignoring him. One guy came over and put his arm around him. Jim Lasvik said, "You're going to get another choice." He told Jim he was full of it. No way you get another chance in an overtime. Yeah. It did happen. But mm-hmm. back to the kick for critters. He had had a rough day, and he'd missed a couple. And he gets in that locker room, and what voice do you hear first? Is Big Louis Kelcher. Louis said, "Hey, Rolf, how many animals did you kill today?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was Louis, and that was Rolf. <laughs> oh man! So, so by the way, Rolf is a great tennis player. I've yeah, he, he, yeah. He, he used to play. I guess the La Jolla High he played. Yeah. In, well, uh, you know, you had the, he had that life-threatening illness, Crohn's mm-hmm. disease, and he, he did. And that, that's in the book. And he showed up, and he scared the heck of out of everybody. He showed up and came in the locker room, and uh, he'd lost like fifty pounds. Yeah, and, like hundred thirty. And or they, something. they put an old jersey on him, and it hung on him like a drape. And Louis said, "You're going out to midfield." You know, and mm-hmm. for the goes, coin toss Dude, or something, right? I can't or... make it out there because I'll carry you if you yep. can't. And that's, that's where the big mean Joe Green and, and that wow. epic epic picture. Wow, yeah, it's a great Shka. picture. Yeah. Wow. So Jay, quick thoughts yeah. on the Padres, our baseball sure. team in town, rebuilding again for the ninth year in a row. Ninth. I thought this was Eighth, the 33rd. 20th, or 40, I don't know, yeah, whatever. Right. But, you know, now they're saying, well, maybe they'll sign Otani, the great right. Japanese player, even though they have no bonus pool. I'm like, how's that going to work? Look, well, what, what are your thoughts on the Padres? I mean, are, are these guys for serious, for real? Do you think they're going to get there? Or? You know what? We're going to find out in a couple years. And and I'd be, uh, you know, blowing smoke up everybody if, if anybody knew otherwise. And you got to remember, Mike Trout was picked like 20th. I mean, good luck mm-hmm. predicting what these baseball players would do. It does seem like they have a plan. It does seem like they have a sustainable plan. you got to draft and develop. Of course, that's the way to go if you're not going to spend the money. They tried that in 2015. didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. If they can get Otani, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, that would be well, we had Rizzo. If we could have gotten Bryant, you know, we might that's have right. won that damn well, thing. You know. so this guy, Otani, though, Joe, this, this is a pitcher outfielder. 23 years old. And, oh, this uh, is the guy from uh, yeah. Japan? Japan, right. Oh. And, uh, Padres he, are down on the short list of 17. Honestly, yeah. He wants to be West Coast. Oh, God, let's give him a tour, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, think what, uh, I think what the Padres can offer is they can do a six-man rotation. They can let him play in the outfield like he wants to. I mean, there he wouldn't be joining a team that's exposed, you know, expected to win right exactly. away. Boy, would that be something. But the cool thing would be, you know, if he pitches six innings, they wouldn't have to take him out of the game. He could go play the last three in the outfield, and that's, then you sub for one of the three outfielders right. with your You'd bullpen. Have a pitcher bat and clean up. Because I was thinking there's no way that guy should go to the AL because what do, you, do you DH for him or do you let him hit? Because if you let him hit in the AL and you have to pull him as a pitcher, then that team's playing nationally. Yeah, but I AL think he's more tough. suited for the AL, if you ask me. Because they could DH him. Exactly. Right, and uh, I know it sounds great, yeah. him playing in the outfield and all that, but, yeah. I mean, you're using a bunch of different muscles, and I'd have right. to see it be able to do it at this level, but I like thinking outside the box. Go yeah. for it. I think it's a, well, it's a, a neat di- story. It's a darn shame Bo Jackson got injured because that right. guy certainly had talent, you yeah. know. And, my, and, of course, Michael Jordan could not play bas- baseball. You know, I think the Padres have a chance. They've got, I know they've got um, Nomo and I think it's at Saito yeah, in the front been, office. Yeah, they've been laying the groundwork for quite yeah, a while for, for yeah, this day. Have. And uh, 
You know, if it happens, you know, maybe San Diego, the, they, we got one coming, don't we? You know, they, Boy, I tell you. <laughs> well, I think it certainly helps if you have an owner that you like, love and respect. And Peter Seiler certainly deserving of that. As you saw that right night at the, mm-hmm. the dinner. I mean, this guy's uh, I mean, what owner sports owners takes on homelessness is one of his central issues. And he just donated a bunch of money, I guess, to uh, to put this this new tent up, up for right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a become an endemic uh, problem here and here and all over. It's, it's really right. Sad. Yeah, but him and Ron Fowler, I, th- I think those are good men. I think Ron they both Fowler. want to win. But I, the reality is, they're in a division with the Giants. They're in a division. Yeah, well, with the Giants the, came in last. Time back. They're talking for about one yeah, time. Stanton. Yeah, yeah, for Stanton. one time. I mean, they're going to reload. The, and then three of the five NL playoff teams are out of the division. Right. But it, um, it's a tough problem. Look you know, at West. baseball yeah. so fickle. You're right. I mean, look, at how yeah. many teams even repeat championships? It's very, very rare. Right. Uh, you know, I know the Reds did it back in the day. But, uh, you know, one team, one year you're great, and the next year you stink. And, uh, you know. So, so what would you think about the World Series? I thought it was one of the best I ever saw. I, I was actually rooting for the Dodgers because of Dave Roberts being right. on the devotion side. Out of Doc, yeah. It, I think it was thrilling. I think it gave uh, baseball a great platform. I think, you know, too bad they were on too late, and half the East Coast kids couldn't watch those games. I was games. like, pull Darvish. Don't let him pitch the Springer. <laughs> Well, Don't let him pitch to Springer. Well, boom. When we, we, Game over. We interviewed Peter Seidler in here a few months ago, right. and uh, his grandfather's Walter O'Malley, yes, I believe, and uh, even Peter the, wanted Houston to win. Yeah. And, uh, I did not want Houston to win. Uh, well, I do not like designated hitter American League. It's not real baseball. Well, I'm sorry. I wanted them to win only because they had never won it. A and B, the Dodgers had won it plenty. And C, if you plenty, go, to, they haven't won it since '88. My friend. Well, <laughs> but how many total? They've had six. 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 Okay. Yeah, they've well, been that's, around since the 1800s. That's, that's not that. Many. <laughs> that's plenty. Well, and and the over got one in Brooklyn, Joe. The, the over one. The over. The overriding yeah. reason is Johnny if you Padres. Go, if, you, right. if you go to Game a Pod, if you go to a Padre <laughs> game when they're playing the Dodgers, the fans are probably the most obnoxious, rude people that you can. Meet uh, g- generally speaking, I mean they walk around like they own the place. I know. But Joe, did you so know this? Johnny <laughs> Johnny Padres Game Seven, oh, Brooklyn Dodgers only championship. Did you know he was an original San Diego Padre? Johnny Padres with the Padre. That's right. That's his name, Johnny Padre. P O D with an O. With yeah. an O. But he was an original Padre. Made it through halfway the, through the season. Then he hit yeah. he was about forty-five years. I know old. he was. <laughs> he was oh old. God. Oh my God! <laughs> he was an original Padres. Was an original Padre. That's right. But uh, but it's exciting. You know, it seems like they have a plan down there. There's a few better places to go for a game. It's just, it, it's. I, I, I love feel their, for, I love their young center fielder. I like Margot. Oh, Margot. I, I feel these these Padre fans have waited a long time. Yeah. There has to be some payoff because uh, yeah, Margot is great. And who's business. another outfielder with the blonde hair? He's a real fast runner. To, uh, they yeah, Janikowski was injured. But, yeah, um, yeah, Janikowski, Hunter Renfro, and Wright. But we never have a shortstop. It's like yeah. shortstop yeah. du jour. Renfro's great. Well, it's hard to get all the pieces work. You know, uh, it's hard to click on a late cylinder. We got all these ground ball pitchers, but no shortstop. Like, what's <laughs> what's the problem here? Gary Templeton's still around. Yeah, I, but no, you, he's too good in golf to come back to baseball. <laughs> but I mean, you can't you can't predict injuries and things. I mean, you know, the stars have to align. And today, yes, they do. and of course, back in the day, all you had to do was finish first, and you were in the World Series. Now you have a, you know, a gamut of uh, playoffs. Yeah, to get one. Through. I hate the one game playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's good that for ridiculous? teams trying to get in. And then, of course, you've got you know the 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 first series is three out of five, and then two four out of sevens, right? So yeah. I mean, it's a lot tougher road to to, sure to go. Is. But I mean, somebody's going to do it every year, but. Uh, you know, you see so many good. Well, well, look at the Dodgers. They had the most win. You would think they were going to. Yep, they were the odds-on favorite and uh, uh, did not do it. One so game that, away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So who do you think, uh, as far as, well, look at football. Now, look, right. the L.A. Rams is a good team. They this sure year. are. Hey, wh- why not a Rams-Charger Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Uh, why know, not? Maybe we could just move it back down here and move it to the Rose Bowl or oh, something. God. You don't have to go to Minnesota. Do you honestly think the Chargers are going to get in the Super Bowl? They're tied for uh, first place. They are well, tied They were airing this a week in, late, in so they may not be. In their lame division. In their lame division, Richard. That's right. Come on, they're not. Did you know there are one field goal made and one opponent's field goal missed away from being eight and four? And again, this is Aaron one week later, so I'm off by a week. But that's how that's how close they are to. They always snatch. Really they always snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. We know this, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, typical. You got to get through the Patriots at some point. I'm not quite sure they're up. Yeah, they're that. not going to get through the Patriots, and and uh, the Steelers Steelers are doing pretty darn well, and Philly's doing pretty well, even though I think they lost right, right. recently. But, Seattle uh, beat them um, the other week. Yeah. yeah, but those are the top in New Orleans. I think I think one of those teams, uh, you know, wants to look at this year, right? As far as Going all the way. Yeah, they'll be in the mix. They'll be in the mix. Super- but we'll, uh, keep on the Rams, too. I mean, they do it offense, defense, Yeah, Super Bowl teams. in Minnesota, I believe, this yeah, that's year. That's right. right. Yeah. Oh, that and the, thing Vikings, has a roof. the Vikings could be in it. Yeah, the Vikings are first place. They're a darn good team. Yeah. Which two teams are the. Uh, uh, Jay, don't answer because you okay. know. But <laughs> <laughs> two teams been in the Super Bowl four times, never won. Minnesota Vikings. And? And the Buffalo Bill. You got that. Thank right. you, sir. Yeah. And if Minnesota makes it, they'll be the first. Team to, to play uh, in their own stadium. Own stadium. Ah. Now the Rams played the Steelers in '79. They were at the Rose Bowl. Right. So, mm. right. Did they, they win? Were, did they win? They were leading going into the fourth quarter. Then John Stall. The, the Rams never won. Was that that, was that, that no. Lynn Swan circus? Yes, catch? it was. Oh, they. He was I, an SC guy, Joe. He was just pulling one down for the SC well, here's Trojans. The, I know we only have a few seconds left, but I mean, the real challenge in LA, you've got USC and UCLA football, and that is, people are really bananas over college football. And right. So, there, right, right now, really, the Chargers are probably the third yeah. pro team after USC. And uh, and we love our Aztecs little here. Joke there. Let's hope the Aztecs that. finish well. That. Aztecs, basketball, that. football, they're doing great too. Jay Paris, thank you so much oh, for being man, our guest. Great. Jay, it was a lot of fun. Really thank appreciate kidding. it. Really appreciate it. That's it. I got another hour of material. Let's go. You can hang around for the next one. You know the folks are coming in. Coach Johnson's coming in from anyway, San Marcos we, we State. Got, we've got to wrap up here, though. Uh, good luck with the books. Two books, Game of My Life, one about the Chargers and Rams by Jay Paris. Get those folks. Richard Musial, great seeing you. Justin Harder, board operator. Thanks, thanks for making us sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke and Dave Sniff here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com.